Welcome to Simple Pleasures, a podcast about finding the joy in the everyday. Each month, I'll be sharing the little things that make me feel good, and I'm inviting you along for the ride. Let's make our everydays the most joyful of all. Hello, and welcome back to Simple Pleasures a podcast about celebrating the joy in the everyday and inviting you to do the same. I hope spring is now in full swing for you and you're enjoying those lighter mornings and evenings and all the simple pleasures that come with them. For this month's episode, I wanted to talk about home and how I've created a sense of this for myself. As always, I'll be inviting you to reflect at the end and let me know how you get on. I really do love hearing from you, so feel free to drop me a line. Let's get going. Home. Four letters that hold a kaleidoscope of meaning. At the time of recording, I've called eight different towns and within them 13 different places home. In that time, I've come to understand that home isn't one static place but rather a smorgasbord of the people, tastes, sights and smells that create a sense of home within me. It's the smell of freshly washed towels in an airing cupboard, the cycle path through the forest that I visited nearly every day for a year, and the sound of your friend laughing uncontrollably for no reason whatsoever. Since becoming estranged, I found it difficult to understand where my home is and with that, where I belong in the world. In trying to understand, I've kept myself moving, creating little lives I inhabit for one or two years at a time. I shed belongings with every move, slowly rebuilding my nest in each new place. I was a happy nomad, never dwelling anywhere long enough to acknowledge the home I had lost. And whilst there's a sadness there, There's also a joy, because if home doesn't have to be one static place, then I can belong to many different places, people, languages and senses. It's my personal collection of home, a cross-country family whose roots travel far and wide, across seas and nestled into mountains, dug deep into familiar haunts and stretched out across distance. People places, sights and smells. I'm about to take you on an adventure. People. I am lucky to have several people in my life who feel like home. Friends who I can call on as I am and settle into the comfort that comes with them. Some I've known since I was a teenager and others I've met along the way, either in Brighton or Amsterdam and Manchester too. But the one I want to talk about today is one of my oldest friends, Phoebe. A friend who became a best friend, who then became family. And she'll tell me off for being soppy when she listens to this, but I know she secretly loves it. So here we go. The landscape unfurls before us. Phoebe strides out ahead as I fall behind and try to capture the moment in a photo. Our family dog, Paddy, 
gallops even further ahead, sniffing out rabbits and squirrels to chase. Sometimes we play games that we must have played a hundred times, like the A to Z of Christmas foods or towns in the UK. Or sometimes we walk in that comfortable silence that comes with old friends, put the world to rights, or discuss in lengthy detail our latest theories to a TV show. At some point, one of us will declare they are parched, and Phoebe will probably eat an apple. She's my sister for life. She's told me off for mounting monuments in Italy. She's brought me shots in nightclubs and been my wingwoman. She's held her arm around me as I've cried drunkenly on a pavement curb in Shoreditch. We've laughed hysterically for so long that tears stream silently down our faces and eat so much food that we've had to lie down on her living room floor to recover. But more so than anything else, we've walked side by side for miles and miles walking the dog. When I think of home, I think of Phoebe and the many, many paths we've trodden. Places. In my 20s, and in particular after becoming estranged, I really struggled with what place to call home. I no longer felt I belonged in my parents' town and we moved away from my childhood home as I left for uni. So I tried a lot of places on for size, testing out what it would be like to live there. Did I like the vibe, the people? Could I put down roots? There were in-between places that gave me the sense of home that I needed for the moment, like Amsterdam. And even the places I didn't like helped me understand what I needed from a home. But there were two places that fit that bill. Brighton and Manchester. We'll come on to the latter later, but first, let me take you to Hove Seafront. I moved to Brighton knowing one person. I had visited a handful of times, but it was a gut feeling that took me there. I'd lived in the city for two years before moving to a flat, a five-minute walk to the seafront. We stayed in that tiny flat above a cheese shop for the next three and a bit years until I left the city itself. It was nothing special and had seagulls living in the air vents and a landlady worthy of a sitcom. But it was the proximity to the sea that sold it for us. You could smell it before you could see it. The salt catching on your tongue as the wind whipped around you. And then it appears, sudden on the horizon, an uninterrupted stretch of grey-blue sea. I must have spent a lifetime walking up and down that seafront. In gale-force winds and balmy summer days. I went on dates there, trained for a half-marathon I never did, went swimming in calm, milky tides wandered down the coastline for hours, lost in my own thoughts. Halfway, there's Morocco's, the best spot for ice cream in the city. And next door, there's the swimming pool, which has these little alcoves, the perfect size for sitting in and catching the last of the evening sun. Further still, the promenade becomes larger and wilder, and on stormy days, you could see huge waves crashing over the railings. 
stones flung over the pavement, engulfing it into beach. It became my place to land in one of the most tumultuous periods in my life. Even now, on those wild and blustery days, I feel the pull of the tides calling me home. And with my eyes closed, I feel her sense of calmness wash over me, salt on the tip of my tongue and my feet firmly on the ground below. Smells and sights. I spoke last month about the power of scent to help me feel close to my mum, and home is no different. The smell of sunscreen instantly takes me back to summer in Brighton, or the mustiness of an airing cupboard back to my childhood home. Similarly, the damp, intoxicating smell of being inside a forest instantly gives me a sense of peace. I used to live a five-minute cycle to Amsterdam Boss, a forest nearly three times the size of Central Park, just on the outskirts of the city centre. I moved to Amsterdam just after finishing therapy for the time being. I'd somehow been estranged for two years and finally felt able to hold my head above the water. But I needed a change. So I moved to a city where I didn't know a soul to study something I loved for the pure joy of it. It was exactly what I needed. When I first moved, I used to visit the forest with my new friend Marlena on Sunday mornings, where we'd bring a makeshift picnic and sit on the jetty overlooking the lake. I met Marlena a week into being in Amsterdam, on my birthday no less. We went for coffee on campus and I don't think we've gone a week without speaking since. Marlena told me about how she'd grown up next to a forest in her hometown in Germany and that she always felt better and more like herself when she was encased within the depths of a forest. But it wasn't until our trips to Amsterdam Bosch, cycling through the thick pine trees that soared into the Dutch skyline, that I felt exactly what she meant. As the mix of precipitation and pine trees blanketed the air, my body was filled with a quiet calm. Marlena moved away from Amsterdam later in the autumn, but I continued to visit the forest nearly every day for the year that I lived there. It reminded me of my sole friend, someone that I felt I already knew as soon as I met her, like we were waiting to meet each other on an obscure contemporary art course in a country neither of us were from. I cycled through it ferociously when I felt anxious and leisurely lost in a daydream. I used to run along the rowing lake as the sun rose and ate ice creams in the cafe watching the sunset. I swam in the lake feeling the muddy surface squelch between my toes and sat for hours and hours on the jetty, soaking up every second of sunshine. It's where I felt most at home in the city. And now every time I walk through a forest and breathe in that dark, damp pine, I feel a little more at home. I've been living in the same city for over three years now which might not sound long, but is a real milestone for me. And more than just living here, I finally feel a sense of belonging. I moved to Manchester in January 2020, right before the pandemic took hold. I wasn't sure what to expect. 
I moved on a bit of a whim and a lot of gut feeling. But three years on and I'm so happy I made the leap. I've made friends and got to know the city. I've put down roots and built a life for myself that extends beyond my suitcase. It can no longer be packed away quickly for a swift escape. It's home. I love its busy streets and quiet corners. The ever-expanding skyline where old and new buildings merge. I love the chat in the supermarket queue and nostalgic accents that remind me of my mum. I even love its rainy disposition and cosy grey skies. It's a place where I can build upon my smorgasbord of home. Bringing in simple pleasures that remind me of people, places, sights and smells and creating new ones too. There are days when I can't believe I've found it. That sense of belonging I've been looking for since I was a teenager. It's right here, within me and in a city that I like to call home. What does home mean to you? Perhaps it's your childhood home and the smell of your favourite tea being cooked or the sound of your sibling running up the stairs to try and find you. Maybe it's a home you've created for yourself with objects you've collected over the years that remind you of people and places. A gig ticket tacked to a mirror or a treasured Polaroid on your kitchen fridge. You might still be creating your home and feel the flux of the in-between, living in house shares or rentals that don't feel fully yours, but are yours for now. Or, perhaps like me, it's something you're still growing and understanding as a collection of places, people, smells and sights you've collected over the years. Take a few moments to think about what home means to you and what the simple pleasures are that bring you back to that sense of home. If you'd like to, write these down, somewhere you remember, for the next time you feel a little at sea. And perhaps they'll help you bring yourself back to a place to land that feels more like home. As always, I'd love to hear how you get on and what some of your home simple pleasures are. You can find me on Instagram at it's the simple pleasures or drop me a line via email at the simple pleasures podcast at gmail.com. And if you need inspiration, here are a couple more of mine to get you started. Until next time. Simple pleasures that give me a sense of home. Church bells that ring on the hour, every hour. Sitting in a Nissan Micra. Icona Pops, I love it. Listening to the lightning seeds whilst driving. Baking an apple crumble. Going to Big Sainsbury's. Eating a tracker bar. The smell of slightly toasted almonds screeching seagulls Albert Hine really cheap but good coffee from a vending machine Dove cream wash making fajitas for tea freshly baked white bread from a bakery ordering beans on toast at a cafe keeping your nail polish in the fridge 
Christmas dinner with many different types of potatoes. Watching a place in the sun. That first deep breath when you smell the salty sea air. Radox muscle soak bubble bath. The stall under Millennium Bridge that sells roasted chestnuts. Apple cake with whipped cream. When a stranger affectionately calls me love. The view coming into Manchester Piccadilly from Stockport. The stall at Greenwich Market that sells roast dinners in a carton. Cycling along a river. Ham sandwiches in a bath with lashings of salted butter. Thank you so much for listening. If you want more simple pleasures before the next episode, then you can find me on Instagram at It's The Simple Pleasures, where I share my day-to-day, everyday joys, from hot, buttery toast to having a chat in the supermarket. Hope to see you there. Until next time.